0: So, 안녕하세요. Good morning. Good morning. My dear brothers and sisters, clergy and ambassador for peace, 안녕하십니까? Nice Friday. Today, I'd like to talk about the blessing and eternal life again from True Mother's Anthology, Volume 2. Let's invite our beautiful heavenly honey.
1: The blessing and eternal life. Since losing his son and daughter, God has never been satisfied. God, in the depth of his heart, wants to recreate this long-awaited love partner. God wants to embrace human beings as children. God will travel any distance to meet them. Only by meeting these sons and daughters can God express joy to the fullest. In actuality, God created the entire universe for these precious children. Consider the Earth's atmosphere. When a low pressure system forms, a high pressure system appears automatically. God is the king of true wisdom. So he designed us to invest and forget what we have invested. This creates a spontaneous and natural circular motion of giving and receiving in daily life. This constant cycle of giving and receiving leads to eternal life. I want to be clear. As long as one lives for the sake of others, one will never perish. A life of giving will surely grow and progress steadily. The person who lives thus will eventually take a central position as the nucleus of society. When God seeks an absolute object partner for true love, who would merit such a position, it is natural to conclude that God's object partner for love would have to be human beings. That is why human beings are held to be the most precious part of God's creation. When we were able to accept that we are the eternal true love partners of the creator, we can easily understand that we live for eternity. The concept of eternity naturally follows from this. It takes place right here. The religious world must bear in mind that the foundation of eternal life is the relationship of true love. In its simplest terms, eternal life stems neither from man nor from woman. It stems from God's true love.
0: Yes, thank you.
1: I want to be
0: clear As long as one lives for the sake of others, one will never ever perish. A life of giving will surely grow and progress steadily. The way human beings to never perish but live for eternity no matter what is to always invest again and again and live for the sake of others. If you live for the sake of others, but fail, then there is no God there. If you live for the sake of others, you will never lose. Even if you you believe in this principle, you will never get tired and gain strength. You know, trust and belief, you know, this is very powerful. You just believe in one sentence of God's word. Okay? One who living for the sake of others, never lose. If you believe in this principle, you will never get tired and gain strength. Really believe. Not just when you believe, but really, reality is like that. If you really live for the sake of others, I fail you, I, I feel, I, I tell you that your spirit your heart never get tired, always get strength. That's why one living for the sake of others, they invest and invest and again and again and giving and giving and again and again and again. again again. When you invest for the sake of others, when you give for the sake of others, when you live for the sake of others, I am telling you, your original mind so happy and spiritual world already giving you incredible strength. That's why you know the taste. One who know the taste, the living for the sake of others, they will do continuously because already know the taste, the taste of the living for the sake of others. For human being to live for eternity, we must love God, the eternal subject partner, and horizontally, we must love people as we love God as well. We are human beings. We are why human beings are so precious? It is because we are God's eternal true love partner. Wow. Now Taka is me help, helping me here. Who is this guy? Of course, he's my son-in-law. However, <laughs> he is God's eternal true love partner who are you? You are eternal God's love partner. How much precious you are. Another important thing is that the man's eternal life stems from woman, and woman's uh, eternal life stems from man. God's eternal life stems from human beings, and human beings eternal life stems from God. You know? Even many religious leaders, they are talking about eternal life, how to gain eternal life. Eternal life begins from couple, not by alone. You are alone, surely you become lonely and you will perish. You need to know that God's eternal life begins from couple. It's incredible. How to gain eternal life? Through the family, you need to accomplish it about you need to uh, you need to complete your true love. The experience of true love in the family four great realms of God. Without achieving four great realms of God, three great kingships, there is no eternal life. Our divine principle is very very clear. Believe in Jesus, you gain the eternal life. No. only formation and gross stage level. Eternal life begins from couple. That's what I'm talking about. You know, man's eternal life stems from woman. Woman's eternal life stems from man. That's why my wife is my savior. My husband is my savior. Without you, I cannot gain eternal life. We need to understand. Divine principle teaches us very, very clearly, how much clear, right? So you need to think that your spouse is how much precious. You are just living alone without marriage, without receiving blessing. I am telling you, no guarantee. There is no eternal life. Leaving divine principle uh, today, talking about uh, from yesterday again, continuously the primary characteristics of the fallen nature. Let's just study EDP first.
1: Primary characteristics of the fallen nature. The third is reversing dominion. The angel, who was supposed to come under the dominion of human beings, instead dominated Eve. Then Eve, who was supposed to come under the dominion of Adam, dominated him instead. The fourth is multiplying the criminal act. The archangel spread his sin to Eve and Eve to Adam.
0: Multiply Multi- the primal, uh, criminal act. Okay, please.
1: After Eve's fall, had Eve not repeated her sin by reducing Adam, Adam would have remained whole. The restoration of Eve alone would have been relatively easy. However, Eve spread her sin to others by inducing Adam to fall. The proclivity of evil people to entangle others in an expanding web of crime stems from this primary characteristic of the fallen nature. All of fallen people have the fallen nature that multiplies even evil habits. Therefore, those who are strung out on drugs multiply their bad habits to others. Furthermore, they make people taste such expensive drugs and multiply them for free. Even if a nation prohibits it as a social policy, it multiplies automatically. Why don't sins disappear even though all nations and social policy prohibit them by law? The reason is the multiplication of sins. Thieves multiply thieves. Swindlers multiply swindlers. Robbers multiply robbers. Gangsters multiply gangsters. Furthermore, when fallen people fall into misery, some of them multiply their misery to others. Today, over 25 million people died by AIDS, called the divine punishment from heaven. Tens of millions of people on the earth are struggling against the fear of death by AIDS. The fallen nature that multiplies sins and misery drives the whole world into the world dominated by anxiety and fear. Multiplying dissatisfaction and discontent. Doing a hatchet job on weakness of others, putting people who are better than you down, dissatisfaction and discontent harm your spiritual body.
0: Yeah, my brothers and sisters, one of the attributes of love is multiplication. That means that a good person multiplies on the side of the goodness and evil person multiplies on the side of the evil. You know, because this is the attribute of love like that. It is ultimately human beings a portion of responsibility to distinguish good and evil and multiply. And the truth is that this multiplication of the good and evil continues to be inherited through the fuller lineage.
1: Heaven is the place where there are no fallen nature But true love. In one of the peace messages, the true owners in establishing the kingdom of peace and unity in heaven and on earth, Father says, consequently, antagonism and jealousy cannot be found in that world, for it is a natural world where each lives for the sake of the other. It is not a world governed by money, honor, or power. It is a world wherein The success of a person represents the success of the whole. The likes of a person represents the likes of the whole. And the joy of a person represents the joy of the whole. Heaven is a world filled with the air of true love, where all breathe true love. It is a world where life throbs at any place, at any time. It is a world whose constituent members are all connected to the true God through blood ties. It is a place where the whole world is linked together in an inseparable relationship, like the cells in our bodies. It is a world that is governed only by true love, the love that is God's essence. Accordingly, God also exists for true love.
0: Thank you. let us summarize, what kind of the world? What kind of the world is the kingdom of heaven? Okay, very important. <clears throat> Many people do not know what the structure of the kingdom of, of heaven, what the content of the kingdom of heaven. Just now, our true father explained very clearly. Let's summarize again. The kingdom of heaven cannot have antagonism and jealousy. The kingdom of heaven is a natural world where each lives for the sake of other. The kingdom of heaven is not a world governed by money, honor, or power. The kingdom of heaven is a world wherein the success of the person represents the success of the whole. The likes of a person represents the likes of the whole. The kingdom of heaven is a world where the joy of a person represents the joy of the whole. The kingdom of heaven is the world filled with the air of true love. The kingdom of heaven is a world where all breathe true love. The kingdom of heaven is a world where the troops uh, at any place at any time. The kingdom of heaven is a world uh, whose continued uh, members are all connected to uh, true God through blood ties. The kingdom of heaven is where the world, uh, where, where the whole world is linked together in an inseparable relationship like the cells in our bodies. The kingdom of heaven is a world that is governed only by true love. The love that is God's, you know, essence. It is really incredible. This is a kingdom of heaven, my brothers and sisters. Today's youth ministry, the wife's responsibility is more tremendous than the husband's responsibility. Let's start.
1: The wife's responsibility is more tremendous than the husband's responsibility. Look at our church's holy wine ceremony. When we do the holy wine ceremony, the woman's position is the position of the restored Eve and the man is in the archangel position. The center of the holy wine ceremony is the woman, not the man. We cannot do the holy wine ceremony if there is no wife. From a principled perspective, woman is closer to heaven than man. In the family, men need to break away from the idea that they are the subject partner and able, and the husband should rather serve his wife well. The wife is the owner of love. The family's finances are also influenced by the wife and the children's filial piety also depends on the mother. If the mother goes wrong, the family is ruined. That's how much the mother's responsibility is more important than the father's. Messages of Peace says that the mother is the locomotive of the family. The father who is the train is pulled along and the locomotive stands in the position of taking full responsibility to pull and lead the train. True father said that women are locomotives. True parents gave us such an analogy, but women do not think of themselves as locomotives, but think that men are the locomotives. Blessed husbands must repent even from now on. Husbands are to treat their wives as they're able. Dr. Young, uh, you're you you meet muted Dr. Young.
0: Okay. So when we do holy wine ceremony, the woman's position is the position of the rest toward the eve. And the man is in the archangel position, why right? We when we receive a blessing, and then the true father is a representative of the, you know, uh, uh like the bridegroom, and then you know, woman is a you know, bride position. So the re, uh, removal of, of the original sin is impossible for a man without a woman, and woman woman without a man. Since the removal of original sin happens through the couple, the couple must remove it together. The removal of a hereditary sin, collective sin, and individual sin, and also fundamentally impossible without original sin being removed. Therefore, no sin can be removed alone. This is very important. Many religious leaders and uh, religious stories misunderstanding. I, I'm telling you again. No sin can be removed alone. Everything connected. It is possible only when the husband and wife become united, centered on God and true parents. Even three sin cannot be cleared alone. The couple must unite, and their ancestor must clear the couple's sin. And since the multiplication of the collective sin is also multiplied through the man and woman, without the husband and wife uniting, it is impossible. Without the union of man and woman, individual sin also cannot be cleared. Therefore, you must clear them with the mindset that the wife clears the husband's sin, and the husband uh, clears his wife's sins. From a principal perspective, woman is closer to heaven than man in the family. Men need to break away from the idea that they are the subject partner and able, and the husband should uh, rather serve his wife well. The wife is the owner of the Restoring the woman is ultimately restoring restoring the owner of love. Looking from this perspective, the family's finances and also influenced by the wife, the children's filial piety also depends on mother. If the mother goes wrong, the family is ruined. That's how much the mother's responsibility is more important than the father's. Of course, father was very important, but I'm today about more emphasizing about the woman's role to further compare women to the uh, locomotive and men to train. The locomotive stands in the position of uh, taking full responsibility to pull and lead the train. You must not mistakenly think that men are the locomotive. Husbands are treat their wives as they are able. Very important guidance. And
1: next Beings that serve two masters are a vulgar thing. All families need to change. So what should we do? True Father looks at us and rebukes us as vulgar things, person who acts with two minds, who serves two masters. Do you know what vulgar thing means here? It means a fickle person who goes one way and then another. Sometimes they obey, sometimes they don't. In Korea, a woman who serves two masters is called vulgar thing or wench. Today, we are living our lives of faith like vulgar things. Sometimes we have a vertical relationship with God, but we immediately lose that vertical relationship and fall horizontally. We sometimes live centered on the spirit and sometimes live centered on the flesh. That is why our mind also goes one way and then another. We cannot be that fickle within the realm of absolute faith. We must set our conscience on the absolute standard and live absolutely attending heaven.
0: Yes. All all fallen people are sexually immoral, adulterous. You are adulterous. I am adulterous. Why? Being sexually immoral here means that one person serves two masters. True Father used the expression vulgar or vulgar things to refer to serving two masters. You know, as long as you serve two masters, you are adulterous guy. Just like the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, fallen people sometimes become tree of the goodness. And sometimes they become the trees of of evil. When we become trees of goodness, God becomes the master. But when we become the trees of evil, Satan becomes the owner. Therefore, As long as we do not completely distinguish human beings, we are contradictions of good and evil as being good or evil. God cannot have a reciprocal relationship with such such people. Since human beings are in this midway position, all human beings are sexually immoral people. The important thing here is why you cannot feel God. Understand? Do you understand what I'm saying? This is a very important point, okay? The, The important thing here is why you cannot feel God. It is because you are not clearly separated into good and evil. When good and evil are completely separated, everyone is bound to feel God without exception. There is unity in mind and body. You can see God, you can feel God, you can communicate with God. However, if you stand in the middle, neither on the good side nor on the evil side, you cannot feel God at all. You know what? Because I serve both good and evil. A person who serves two masters in this way is called on other person. We are adulterous person. You are adulterous person. I am adulterous person. That's why we cannot feel God. If we are, we keep the position of the midway. God cannot do anything. We need to separate completely, create more a mind and body unity. Then, without exception, everybody feel God. Everybody feel that God is with me. Understand what I'm talking about? We are very much confused. Fallen man is very confused. Because we are serving two masters. Because human being in this midway position go back and forth between good and evil, and human beings are untrustworthy. Sometimes we keep the vertical standard, but if we suffer uh, below, a blow, we suffer a blow, we immediately fall horizontally in on instant. We sometimes live centered on spirit and sometimes live centered on flesh. That's why true emphasized emphasize that for human being in this midway position to return in front of God, we must have absolute faith and absolute love and absolute obedience towards God we must set our conscience on the absolute standard and live absolutely attending heaven. Next.
1: The reason we bow in front of True Parents' picture. We place True Parents' picture in front and always offer a bow. Then, do you think that True Parents want to receive that bow from you? The training for us to bow to True Parents is for our couple to become figures who can receive bows from our children and others. There are still people who do not know the internal meaning of kiangbei and think it is true parents wish to receive our bows even by their picture. Do parents train their children to greet them because the parents want to be greeted by the children? The meaning more precious than that is that parents wish for their children to become excellent figures who can be bowed down to by others. Are there such parents who want to be greeted by their children?
0: Yeah. We place a true parent's picture, a picture in front of and uh, always offer or bow, right? God and true parents have absolute standard of the true love, whether they receive our bows or not. Does not matter. And God's love, true parents love unchanging and eternal, right? Then why we need to bow down, actually? Because of us. From that point of view, we can conclude that the reason we bow is not for the sake of God and true parents, but for the sake of ourselves and our couples. If our couple does not have the absolute standards of the loving God and true parents, we can change at any time. Therefore, the reason we bow is for us to inherit a true figure like God and true parents. And the purpose is to become true people who can be bowed down to by others, just like God and our true parents. The reason parents train their children to greet is not because they want to be greeted by the children, but because... They wish for their children to become excellent figures who can be bowed down to by others. Whether their children bow to them or not, the parents' heart of love for their children is unchanging. Okay, last one.
1: Second gens are more able than first gens. God wishes for the couple to become a husband and wife who can be bowed down to by each other. To do that, we should see that true parents are training us to bow to God and true parents to make us realize that the husband and wife should become such a couple just as we bow to God. What about you all? You all bow in front of true parents' picture, whether at church or at home. In fact, both God and true parents love us regardless of receiving our bows. The question is, has the couple who offers pledge service to God and True Parents become a couple that respects each other and can bow to each other? During official pledge service events, True Parents set second generation representatives in front of the first generation and make them bow to God and True Parents first. The meaning of this is that looking at the lineage and level of love, second gens are in the able position more than first gen. It means second generation are more of the subject partner than first generation. That is why we parents need to establish our blessed children as able and always try to use respectful language towards them.
0: Yes, thank you, Heavenly Honey. God wishes for the couple to become a husband and wife who can be bowed down to by each other, as well as become parents who can be bowed down to by by their children. In the past tradition of the Gyeongbae, we offer three bows. Now we offer just one bow, right? However, when? This world becomes an ideal world. This kind of a bowing and procedure, uh, uh, procedure and uh, formality will gradually will be changed, even decline. The question is how much we have become true couples, true parents, and true children, both in character and heart. Has your couple really become a couple that you respect? and can bow down to just like you do towards God and to parents? Looking centered on plural lineage, So since uh, you know, blessed second generations are closer to heaven than the first generation, blessed second generations are more in the able position. Therefore, when we deal with our children, we should not think of them as our own children, but raise them as God's children. Know that we are first generation who can go before heaven by establishing our children as able and serving them well. My brothers and sisters, I really admire this kind of a guidance by our true parents. We bow down to heavenly God and true parents. But God and true parents are very happy as the husband and wife bow down each other, really respect, and they treat them each other like true parents, treat them each other like God. Wow, God is more happier than you just bow down to God and true parents. That's why in our family, my husband is my substantial God, my wife is my substantial God, my children is substantial God, my parents are substantial God. You know, it is incredible guidance. You know, not just only worship God. Hmm? This is really, wow, I really, we are now living the era of the love and attendance, right? We need to understand very clearly this point. Today I talk about the wife's responsibilities more tremendous than the husband's responsibility. Thank you very much, my brothers and sisters. We are serving many kind of the master, money master or power master or all kinds of master. That's why we are very confused and then God difficult to help us. That's why we need to really separate, clear up very clearly.